Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach. And making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so thrilled that you are all here with me, that you are, are listening in for inspiration and insight. Today's episode is, it's all about picking the pieces up after the loss of a child. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm Shauna DeMellon and I lost my son, Jack. Well, he would have been 10 this year. And that was something that literally shattered my heart. It was, it was as if something deep inside of me broke that day. Um, the day that I learned that he was gone. I just, there was just a part of me that just, it was just done. It was just, it was like it was suspended in time. It was like just this instant. And working through my loss, it took its toll. I mean, that was, um, you know, looking back, that was the beginning of the end of my marriage. Um, it impacted absolutely every aspect of my life. And the one thing, the one thing at that time that really helped me um, to navigate everything that had happened was to throw myself into um, my daughter's world. So, you know, baking cupcakes and volunteering at the school. And um, it gave me something to focus on. And it also allowed me to focus on my work. Um, it allowed me to be in service, to help people, to to be able to put my pain aside and be able to offer what I had to give. And that just became my every day for several years. And it was almost as if I was living as an incomplete person. Like I can look back now. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years in, as I mentioned, you know, Jack would have been 10 this year and I've gone through a myriad of emotions and, and the grief and the mourning and all of it. And looking back, I can see that I was, I was living as an incomplete person. It's like my whole heart was just literally shattered into a million pieces. And living without Jack, it just didn't feel right. It just, it just, there was this this overwhelming feeling that nothing was right in my world. I used to always say, everything's always working out for me. I love my life. Everything is always working out for me. And then pretty soon it became, 
wow, just nothing's working out. I just didn't care about anything. I just, it's like everything was lackluster. It was like, yay. Okay. Take the picture. Let's smile and get it done. Like it just, it just, nothing felt right. And you know, I worked through depression and anxiety. I felt exhausted. Um, my body ached. And so for me, whenever I am grieving, I literally feel like I have a flu from head to toe. My body just ached. And I would burst into tears for no reason. Sometimes I would lash out in frustration or anger over the craziest things, like over, over something so silly. I would just be like, oh, <laughs> why did that happen? And and well, that was the grief. That was the roller coaster of grief. You know, like nothing, nothing felt right. And I remember sitting, I remember, I remember sitting down by the river. And so here in Calgary, we've got the beautiful Bow River. And every day, you know, after I took my daughter to school, I would go to the river. I just felt it was like this cleansing, like energetically, it was cleansing everything. Like I just felt so, I just felt so safe and it just gave me a chance to process and just allow things to come up. And I've mentioned this on other episodes that, you know, I didn't wear mascara for a year because I didn't know when I was going to cry. So I would usually grab a latte and head down by the river and I would walk, you know, maybe do a walking meditation. And this day I remember sitting, sitting on a bench right by the river and I was sort of watching and I could, I was watching, you know, families playing and I saw the birds and I was watching the ducks and, you know, the sun was shining. It was a beautiful day. And I remember sitting there thinking, I can't live like this. Like I just felt like a shell, a shell of who I used to be. And I remember thinking that day, there's gotta be something. There's gotta be something that I can do to, add joy and happiness to my life. Like, like Jack wasn't coming back. And so I had to, I had to figure it out. And I remember sitting there on the bench and I thought, okay, what, what were some of the things that I love to do before I lost Jack? What were some of those things? And as crazy as it sounds, the first thing was, I love to buy lip gloss. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that I have pockets full of lip gloss everywhere. I've got them in the car. They're in my gym bag. They're here in the house. They're in pot. They're they're all over the place. I just I love lip gloss. And I used to get excited just to go to the store, go to Sephora, go wherever and look at the lip gloss and pick out lip gloss. I don't know. Something about, you know, no matter how horrible I felt, I could put lip gloss on and it would start to shift things for me. I would just feel just a little, a little glimmer of hope. And I would think, okay, I've got lip gloss on. Maybe I can, maybe I can accomplish something today. Maybe I can tackle my to-do list. And so lip gloss was one of the things that I added to my list. And I sat there, I literally sat there by the river and I made a list. And then something else that I really loved that I hadn't, hadn't done for years I loved getting pedicures. There's something about having pretty toes. And so I would, I wrote that down. I thought, oh, I haven't had a pedicure in so long. Oh my gosh. Something else for me was taking drives up to the mountains. Just 
taking a drive out to the mountains, like it, it with no set destination. It was just, let's just, you know, let's grab a coffee and just head out to the mountains and just be in that beautiful energy. I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. We're right above Montana, if that if that helps people to understand where we are. Um, and we are nestled in to the spectacular Rocky Mountains. And I sat there and I thought, yeah, like even just going for a drive would just light me up, would just be so exciting to, you know, step out of the the hustle and bustle of the, the city energy and just get out into nature, just get out, sit by, sit by the beautiful, beautiful water streams and all the beautiful trees and just the wildlife that we would see. So I wrote that down on my list. I thought, okay. And then I love flowers. So I thought, okay, you know, I could, you know, buy, buy a plant for the house, or maybe I would stop and get some fresh flowers, or maybe there was something for me at the garden center. I would just, you know, avid gardener, loved being in the garden. So I sat there and I thought of all the all the fun things that all the fun things that I gave up before realizing it, all the fun things that I wanted to share with Jack, all the fun things that I thought, I mean, not that he would want to wear lip gloss. I mean, if he did, that would be great. But just wanting to share my life with him, wanting to show him everything, everything in this world. And that I gave up on those things. Like I just, it's like my grief was just, it was all encompassing. And so that day sitting on the bench, I thought, okay, I'm going to book in for a pedicure. I'm going to stop at the drugstore and look for a lip gloss. When do I want to go out to the mountains? Um, I just started to slowly, slowly incorporate those things into my world again. And it was around that same time that I started to connect with Jack again. Um, I think I've shared this in several other episodes where, um, you know, even though I was, you know, even though I was a medium and still am, <laughs> I, I couldn't connect with Jack. I couldn't experience him because my, my grief was just so heavy. I was just instantly heartbroken. And working through that, I was able to, I was able to experience him again. And now if you would like to learn how to experience your child, your son or daughter on the other side, I actually have a program called Growing Up in Heaven. And all the info is on my website. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Um, yeah, it takes you through step-by-step, step, seven steps that will help you to understand how to create a sacred space and what your strongest gift is. And by the end of it, you will experience your son or daughter on the other side. So that, just a side note, is is on the website. And it was interesting because as I learned who I was without Jack... I started to really learn how to take care of myself. I really started to do some self-reflection. You know, again, I mentioned, you know, my marriage, you know, that was the, that was the beginning of the end. Uh, there was such a discord and such a disconnect. And I really, I really started to realize how much I took care of everybody else. And I started to realize that there are different ways I needed to take care of myself. I needed to take care of myself in a way that let me be more of a loving person. 
I really started to look at that. There was a book I read called um, The Art of Extreme Self-Care by Cheryl Richardson. And in the book, she talks about, you know, taking care of yourself, the art of extreme self-care. You know, it's like the the airplane analogy. Um, You know, if there is turbulence, they say, you know, put your mask on first before you help other people. So I was learning to put my mask on first. I was also learning to say no to things that just didn't didn't resonate anymore that didn't yeah it's like everything shifted it was like my perception of the world shifted and there were people that i i no longer wanted to spend a whole lot of time with not that they were bad people i just yeah i just it's like we had the same conversations over and over again or you know some of the relationships were one-sided where it was like you know i would like to be asked about my world and it just didn't seem to be reciprocal and that's okay, right? Like, uh, what, what is that saying? You know, a season, a reason, or a lifetime that people come into our world. There's always, there's always a reason. And I think that, you know, some people just stay, they happen to stay longer than other people and that's okay. And so I found that, I found that uh, my, one of my girlfriends, Erin, she says this beautifully. She said, I think it was about a week ago. She said that we all kind of have a crunchy, a crunchy exterior. And then we've got those soft gooey bits inside. And that it's important that we have the right people to share that side of us with. And that was so true. I found that not everybody, as Brene Brown said, not everyone had earned the right to hear my story. And again, not because they were bad or they were lacking. They just, they couldn't hold that space or they didn't want to, or it just wasn't their thing. And that's okay. So I found that I started saying no to things and people that just weren't lighting me up anymore, that just didn't feel aligned with me anymore. And then the universe started bringing me new people. The new people came in. I I remember saying to my guides, my angels, hey, guys, I need more ground crew. I need more ground crew. I need more people that have my back more people that get me, more people that want to have a deeper connection with me. I I need more ground crew. And pretty soon they started to show up. It was amazing. And the new people that started to show up helped me to open my heart again, really helped me to learn to love again. And the right people coming into my world to love me as as difficult as it was at first, it's like the right people started to come in that loved me as I picked up the pieces of my heart. Like that was the most amazing thing. It's like they they were able to hold that space for me. And not everybody can, right? Like not everybody can. And something that really stuck with me is that I realize that no matter what happens, that life is still going to be messy. You know, through the aftermath of what happened with Jack and losing him, um, life was still messy some days. And it was also beautiful. It was also starting to become something that was was beautiful, that was something that I could look forward to again. I think that was the biggest thing as well. It was like, for for those of you who have lost a child, 
you're not just grieving the loss, you're grieving the future, you're grieving the dreams. And you're grieving the milestones, you're grieving, you know, in my instance, watching Jack, you know, watching him grow up, watching him become the person that he was meant to be in this reality. And, you know, grieving what he would have brought to our family, grieving, you know, how things, how my life would have been different if Jack had been here. You know, like there were just, there were so many, not what ifs, but just, I wonder, I wonder what would the, what would that have been like? And then after a while, you know, as I worked through the grief in the morning, after a while, it was, hmm, I have a new relationship with Jack. And I was able to experience him and connect with him and talk to him. And something that I'd love to share with people is that our children on the other side are, they're surrounded with and bathing in unconditional love and healing and everything that is beautiful and perfect. And that by making the connection with them, we are also connecting into that energy. We're also experiencing beautiful, healing, nurturing energies. And that's what helped me to heal. Connecting with Jack again, feeling him in my heart again, and just allowing those energies to come in and, and help me to heal, that was an absolute game changer for me. An absolute game changer for me. There was something that I I really started to notice the thoughts I had. You know, like this, I didn't want to be here without him. That nothing, nothing felt the same anymore. That this wasn't how it was supposed to be. I, I really started to become aware of the thoughts I had because our thoughts create our reality. And by that, I mean, our thoughts are kind of, are they're putting that intention out to the universe. The universe is listening to us. We're, we're putting our thoughts out. And then our emotions are what are, what magnetizes back to us. So for example, if I was putting out the thought that I can't live without Jack and I'm heartbroken and Nothing feels the, the same. And I just, I put these thoughts out and my heart was just aching and sore. And I just, I felt just absolutely devastated. Then that's what was showing up more and more in my world. I was only able to see things that were devastating. I was only able to experience heartache and loss and feeling depressed and, and feeling lost. And so this took some time. This took some time. Um, there was something I heard. It was uh, her name is Marie Forleo, and she has. Uh, I think she's written a book, and she does beautiful work. and And one of the things that her mom said was, um, "Everything is figure outable." I think that's the title of her book. I'm not sure. And I sat there and I thought, "Hmm, okay, okay, everything is figure outable. How could I apply that to what I'm experiencing? That everything is figure outable. What does that look like?" What does that look like? How would I show up differently if I knew that everything was figure outable? If I knew that there was a plan for my life, the plan drastically changed. The plan wasn't what I had hoped and dreamed it would be. Um, but yeah, what I started to really, really get curious 
you know, and I started thinking things like, okay, I'm going to get through this. I'm not really sure how, but I will get through this. Everything, everything is figure outable. I'll figure it out. There has to be a way. I didn't, I didn't come here to suffer. I didn't want to be on the planet suffering. You know, and I've mentioned this before that suffering is a choice. It's not something that we wake up in the morning and say, hey, this is what I want to feel today. But it's more of the subconscious, the patterning, the, you know, things that we grew up with, things that we've accepted. And the flip side of that is that we can change it. Instead of suffering, we can step into possibilities. I wonder what else is possible today. I'll figure this out. What else can I add to my life that would start to bring me happiness? What could help? And I would say to the to my guides in the universe, I would say, I need help with this. Show me who I need to talk to, what I need to do. Is there a book? Is there a counselor? What is it that I need to do to start to help work through this? And then sure enough, people came out of the woodwork. You know, different people would show up in my world. I would hear a podcast or um, I would meet someone who had also lost a child and and they would have different resources and we could exchange resources. And I knew that I wasn't alone. And in time, things started to feel better. I started to feel hopeful. I was, you know, getting flowers and I was, you know, had my pretty toes and, you know, I had these beautiful new people in my world and it started to lighten. It really started to lighten and it was really amazing. And, and from that point, it's like a kind of, it was like a springboard into, I felt like I wanted to engage in life again. I thought, you know, if you think of your life as a, uh, you know, you think of a, a pie chart, you know, you draw a circle, draw a circle on your piece of paper, and then you divvy up all the pieces of that pie. And I sat there and I thought, I think I need to add some new pieces. I think I need to enlarge the pie of my life. And I think I need to add, you know, new people for those new relationships. And maybe I want to get a puppy. And maybe I want to take some classes. Is there a trip I wanted to take? What is it that I could add to the pie of my life that would start to enhance and 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 it would get me out and it would get me involved and it would you know get me motivated and excited to create something. And what happened is I started to dream again. I started to dream again. There was a part of me that thought I had to keep remembering Jack. I had to just stay there and keep remembering that he was gone. But then I realized that I could connect with him and experience him whenever I wanted to, that he was safe on the other side with my other loved ones, with angels and guides and all these beautiful benevolent energies. And it's like it was like giving myself permission to be happy again, giving myself permission to put myself out there again, knowing that there's no guarantee, knowing that I would be okay if things didn't work out with whatever that dream was, whatever it looked like. But then I wouldn't know if I didn't go for it. So I really, again, started to dream again. I just really started to, really started to feel hopeful again. And in feeling hopeful again, it's like I was reinvesting my heart into something meaningful again. 
it's like there was a part of me that just totally closed off my heart. Like there was a part of me that just, no, I I had to keep my heart close. It was broken. It was hurt. It was never going to get better. Again, going back to the mind diet, what I was telling myself. And then sure enough, things started to open up again. And again, this wasn't this wasn't something that just happened overnight. This was something that I had to work at. And some days I didn't want to. Some days were more difficult than others. Some days I'd get triggered. You know, I would see a little boy that, you know, would have been Jack's age. And I would just be, I would just be, I call them pockets of grief. I would have this pocket of grief that would just sort of come and take me over for a little while. I would feel it, work through it. And then we would go again. And pretty soon my calendar was full. I had things to look forward to. I had incredible people in my life all while I was still, I was still grieving Jack. You know, is there, to this day, if there was something I could do to have him, to feel him, to have him here with me, I would do it in a heartbeat. But again, I'm also 10 years in and I've accepted that this is what's happened. And I have a new relationship with Jack. And I've become acquainted with the new version of Shauna. I'm always going to be Jack's mom, always going to be Jack's mom. That will never change. And getting to know who I am now because grief changes you. I've seen it thousands of thousands of times. I've met people before they lost their child or children. And that version isn't there anymore. It's like, it's like we just, it's like we become a little bit more aware of the uncertainty of life. And that's okay, but we can't let that be the driving force. We also have to dream and reach for possibilities and look for the magic and invite that into our world. And I think it's important to realize, you know, okay, how open and available am I to magic, to fun, to joy, to ease, to happiness? How open and available am I to that? And so there you have it. There are some different ways that will assist in picking up the pieces after the loss of a child. And if you need help, please reach out, find a counselor, book in. You can book in and have a session. Please reach out if you have a question. I also wanted to share that I have a new meetup group. And the meetup group is going to start to meet the first Thursday of every month. Our first meetup group is the first date is, uh, where is it? March 9th at seven o'clock. And the meetup group is Healing Hearts Meetup Group for Child Loss. And that is available for everyone worldwide. Um, here in the Calgary area, we will get together uh, in person for certain events, and those will be, you know, sent out to everyone. Um, but you can you can find all the information um, in the show notes. I will include that down below, and we would love to have you. Uh, we will do meditations, and we will talk about child loss, and and we will talk about our children and what that looks like. And um, you know, as a medium, I can help you to understand what they're what your children are doing on the other side as they're growing up. And uh, we will do meditations and, and healing exercises to help, to help everyone navigate their loss. I send each and every one of you mountains of love. 
And again, I love all the feedback. Thank you so much. I love the feedback and the kind words. Um, you are what make this possible. And I send each and every one of you all of my love. And I will talk to you again very soon. Bye for now.